Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon's show by my buddy and co-host, Mike Kubik. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Joseph. Let us begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, and the, the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's good you came today instead of Tuesday. We were kind of busy in here doing ah. and upgrading and fixing and, yeah. I forgot what I was doing Tuesday, but I'm glad to be here today. Today's go. a good day. It's rainy outside. Yeah, it's a good day to be inside. Yeah, good day if you happen to be home having soup and sandwiches. Today, today would have been a perfect day when I was younger for mom to make tomato soup. And a grilled and cheese grilled sandwich. Cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, yep. that, 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 this is the kind of day you want that, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, growing up in the coal regions, you would yeah. smoke and me up in Scranton, Wilkesbury area. Same thing. You'd have grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup. Anyway. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted to bring up today is, I mean, we, um, we always open our show with uh, the prayer to St. Michael, which is appropriate in, in, in so many ways. But I read a thing today in Catholic Loop, and I'm just going to share it because I thought this was really something. During the early hours on Saturday, a drunken thief reportedly went to Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey, Mexico, to rob the church. While trying to flee with the statue of St. Michael the Archangel, the alleged thief tripped and fell on the angel's sword, seriously injuring his neck. Goes to show you, don't mess with Saint Michael. Don't mess with Saint Michael. <laughs> uh-uh. I, I was really, it was really something that uh, it, it just seemed so appropriate because you know we always yeah. pray yeah. to Saint Michael to yeah. protect us from uh, the evil. And here's um, here's an evil one that um, Saint Michael kind of stepped in on and did it the easy so way. You shouldn't be doing it. Put <laughs> yeah. me back where you found me, type thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. Some of the things we want to talk about today, Joe, are things that are happening. Um, you know, around the diocese, uh, within the region. We have a, a region uh, meeting coming up, Central East region. Yeah. Um, we had our uh, chapter meeting last night, and there were some things that were brought out that I thought were really um, not as important as as neat, as really cool things from our vernacular, oh, oh, you sure, know, when you sure. and I were, yeah. uh, were young. I, one of the things is is uh, the ASAP program. I mean, you know, the... the uh, aid and support after pregnancy. And I know that uh, the Knights have been doing that forever. Now we have a program. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't... Able, a yeah. label on it. Yeah, we never, we never ever did not support young women who found themselves um, with a child. I mean, we've never done that. But now we actually have a program. So the thing about programs is if you have a program, it gets reported. Mm-hmm. And if it gets reported, you can actually see um, how well we are doing to support uh, the women during their time of need. And speak, speaking of that, the March for Life is tomorrow. Yes, it is. And EWTN will be doing, I'm not, I didn't really take a good look at tomorrow's schedule because I may have to adjust the programming in here accordingly as far as the Right, time to right. what EWTN is yeah. doing. Yeah. So uh, to our listeners, this will, well, by the time this airs on Saturday, the march will be over. But uh, yeah, yeah so I, we'll adjust accordingly for the schedule. And with the ASAP, like I said, when you have a program, you have to keep accounting. 
Yes. And one of the things that I think every member of the Knights of Columbus should be extremely proud of is yesterday at the chapter meeting, it was mentioned that, um, and I'm not positive, I think there's either 87 jurisdictions or 78 jurisdictions. It's pretty, it's a number, anyhow, that exceeds way more than 50. Yeah. So there are over 70 jurisdictions in the world. And jurisdictions are no more than, um, like in our case, we're the jurisdiction of Pennsylvania. And then you have jurisdictions of Poland, and, and you know, it just yeah, breaks all, down all over the world, sure. into the thing. And, and some of them aren't uh, total countries. They may be states or, you know, in, Ca- in Canada we have provinces. So mm-hmm. it all breaks down. So there's about 78 to 87. Pennsylvania ranks number four in donations under the ASAP program. Isn't that wonderful? That is really something. So I think every one of you guys out there, and if you're not a member of the Knights of Columbus, this is the kind of thing that says, why aren't you? Yes. Why, why aren't you doing this assistance? And, uh, and I, think it's, uh, I think it's an appropriate thing to bring up. The other thing that came out, which I thought was really kind of neat, the, uh, every year, you know, we did it when, when I was in the Jago administration mm-hmm. and the Krugel administration and now the Kish administration. You set goals for what you want, and you do them for pretty normal things, you know, the things that were naturally membership. Um, star council, you want this to occur, you want the Knights to get credit for what they do. And the Kish administration was hoping to have 12, or I'm sorry, 10 uh, ultrasound machines put in during their uh, fraternal year, which Mm -hmm. ends June 30th. Well, we already have 12 in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So I think this is, you know, and then you're talking about tomorrow being the March for Life. This just shows you that no matter what, the Knights in Pennsylvania are doing a great job. They're, and they're, they're brand new 4D ones up at, yep. uh, on Front Street. Right, at, at and Erie, Erie just showed up in uh, this, this month's yes. uh, edition, edition of the Columbia Magazine for what they're doing. They have a mobile unit. I, you know, this is the kind of thing that uh, being a member of the Knights of Columbus, you can, um, I guess you can brag a little bit and be a yeah. little proud about it. It makes you proud. It, it, yeah, does. it, really, it does. really does. Because you know that uh, other men are doing good things within the church and within the community and working as we always have. I mean, unity is so important, unity and fraternity, and you can't do things alone, but you can do as a group. And that's why councils are important. You know, assemblies are important for the fourth degree, Um, districts, chapters, jurisdictions, it all funnels in to great work being done throughout the world. That's a good choice of words. It kind of funnels in. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Right. The same was true in the military. Yep, and I think that's one of the things that we need to do is, is you know, um, get out there. This is a good time to become a member of the Knights of Columbus because you can look back and say, you know what, I haven't been able to assist in this area, but I can now. Yes. You know, I haven't been able to do the March for Life, but I can now. Mm-hmm. Um, big thing is we're going to have another one, I, I'm sure, in the spring here in Harrisburg. Yes. That's important. I think it's good to do things locally because it does two things. It, it shows the people of Pennsylvania who we are, what we stand for. And it's not just us. It's not just the Knights of Columbus. It's not just Catholics. It's all good people of good faith who believe that life is important. Amen. And Amen. we have them from every uh, walk of life, every religion, every creed, and I think that's important. Now, there was some disappointing news. Uh, yeah, out of the Catholic loop, I read one thing, and it, and it, and it just kind of— Kind of got me a little bit, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I am going to mention it. Um, it's about Catholics aren't marrying. 
the, the population of the United States, about 50% of people get married. And unfortunately, Catholics only marry at a rate of 54%. And that's really a shame because for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, marriage is a sacrament. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, not, you're not availing yourself to one of the sacraments that, that, that the church and that Jesus established. And so I think that's a real shame. And it's also happening that people are waiting later it's, in life it, to get a, married. Yeah, that, that's part of it. And you've got the, the generation Xers or whatever came after you and I. <laughs> yeah. well, there's a lot, I think, came after yeah, there's you Yeah, a lot I. came after us. But, uh, you know, it's, their priorities are different. I, you know, I don't want to throw the word woke out there, but yeah. that has a lot to do with it, too. I yeah, think. it does. I think, um, I think we don't realize how important. I mean, I, I know people are living together and they have kids together, but there's nothing that makes a mom and a dad so important as to have them, in the eyes of God, be a sacrament, a yeah, joint yeah. union, not yes. uh, not just two people living together and having children. And I think, uh, I mean, from the children's perspective, that's good. There's life, and that's wonderful, and we hope they grow up. But, you know, in, in, in a faith-based uh, facility with, you know, whether it be the home or the church or school, but somebody brings them into uh, into religion and makes them realize what Jesus well, you know has done what for I us. saw was when the COVID started uh-huh. none of us were going to church we were all watching streaming okay and then as things got a little bit better and they started letting you go back to church and stuff the numbers are coming back up but they're not what they were pre-COVID yet no and and I think the other thing I think you're exactly right Joseph I think one of the other things you see is is that the older people are coming back quicker Oh yeah. Than the younger people, and and that's a shame. And I'm sure that, I'm sure some of them are still going to church, but they're going to church on TV. Yes. You know, they're they're watching it on TV, and the problem with that is is twofold. I don't think you have the sense of unity and and family as you do in a parish. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you do is, you're not going to be able to receive our Lord. Yeah, you have I mean, to do a spiritual uh, communion you know, yeah, sitting uh, on your couch. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a lot different, and I think that. Uh, you know, when you actually see the body and hopefully the blood of Jesus, that's a lot better than sitting at home on a TV or laying on your couch and watching TV and watching the sacrifice of the Mass. And I'm, I'm sure that if people are like me when I'm watching a TV show, there are times when I put the pause button on, get up and go do whatever I want to do, and then, come, then back come back and, and continue watch the watching. The show. <laughs> so, so you may say, yeah, I spent an hour and a half in church, but actually what you did, or an hour and a half on the couch watching Mass, but what you really did is you were walking around for 32 minutes, and then the other 58 minutes you're actually uh, yeah. participating in math. So I think that's a shame, and um, and, and it surprised me. Better. I hope so, Joe. I really do. I, I you know, it um, it just seems like the whole world is moving away from God. You know, it it really is. We're looking at uh, that we can solve our problems, and I honestly. Don't you think can't without can. the big guy upstairs, <laughs> yeah. guys. It doesn't work that way. You, you yeah. just can't do it. It's it nothing doesn't work we can that do. So, but that's, you know, I guess it is what it is. If you're out there listening, two things to think about. If you're Catholic, make sure you go to church. Um, there's there's a, um, a feeling of camaraderie when, you, when you're in Mass, and even if you don't know the individual in front of you or behind you or beside you, um, you know, when... Uh, and you say, the Lord be with you, and you say, also with your spirit. Everybody is there together, and yeah. we're praying in unison. I had a friend of mine when I was in the service, and uh, he was not a, a big religious person. He wasn't Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, but he went to any service he could because he felt 
that whatever service he was at, that many people together praying toward a, a supreme being Wherever was a good thing. Wherever two or more thing. are right. gathered in my name, yeah. there am I in your yeah. midst. And he on that thought, him. yeah, on that thought, let's go to break. We'll be back right after these messages. Tonight talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined by my co-host and compadre Mike Kubik for today's show. Michael, where are we going to uh, go and talk about this? Well, there was something else I read on uh, the Catholic Loop today that I thought was kind of interesting, and we were just talking about, you know, why why being a knight is good because you get to go out and do things for your parish, for your church, sure. hopefully for. Uh, our Lord Jesus, and, and you just kind of do that. Well, there was one in the loop today that was pretty interesting, and uh, we talk about living our faith and, and being who we are. And I, I know I'm going to mispronounce this gentleman's name, but he's uh, he plays for the Philadelphia Flyers in the NHL, in the, yep. you know, in the Hockey League, and his name is Ivan Provolov, and he's a defenseman. And on um, the other night when they were doing their warm-up, there was uh, Pride Night, and all the players were given an LGBT warm-up jersey to wear. And Ivan said, no, uh, I'm not going to wear it. And he says, the reason, and this is a quote, my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. And uh, Ivan is a, a Russian Orthodox Christian. But the bottom line is, how many of us would have the courage to say, yeah, uh, my 28 other teammates are going out with an LBGT T-shirt on, but I'm not going to, you know, because I don't think it's part of what uh, my what religion is. What I stand is. for or what I believe in. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's really something. So, yeah, I can respect, I can deal, I can work with, okay, but, but no more than yourself or anybody else, your beliefs, you know, God love Ivan. For standing up for what he did, yeah, you know, yeah, and I think that's the thing. I mean, you know, this is one of those deals where I, I don't think Ivan, and I know I don't, I know you don't, um, have any prejudice against no, anybody no, in the LGBT no. community. Or, I mean, I know they have, I think, twenty or thirty letters now and all kind of stuff. But I, I don't think people really have anything against them. It's just that if my beliefs say that I should not promulgate what you stand for and what you do, then I shouldn't. Exactly. And that's really what it's about. I mean, it's not, I mean, even our parish, our church, I mean, women have had abortions. Mm -hmm. But you, you don't hate the individual for, for taking a life. What you do is you try to comfort and, and console them. That's what the church does. And it says, you know, you are forgiven. God can forgive anything. I mean, he gave us his son to die on the cross. And, you know, when you think about it, how many of us would be willing to die for, but, you know, what you we know believe what? in? Seriously, if you're inside a Catholic church, you know, whether you're Catholic or not, and you look at the big crucifix in the front of the church over the altar, take a real hard look at the wounds in our Lord's hands and side and the crown of thorns on his head and realize that he bore 
the sins of everybody that was in the world then, everybody that's in the world now, and everything that's in the world to come after we're gone. Right. You know, it's like, we, and we're out there, we continue to mess up. Yes. You know, <laughs> if you look at the world today, we continue to mess up and he still forgives us. Yep, I think that's the, uh, I think that's a great thing about uh, the Christ Christian faith, is that we have a Savior, and everything we've ever done is forgiven, you know? And I don't think we should use it as a crutch, because I think no, that's no. wrong, not no. to do other things, but it is insightful that, whew, yes, I was rotten doing this, whew, I was rotten doing that, but our dear Lord forgives us. And all we have to do is ask for his mercy, and it's granted. You know, I know, uh, and it doesn't matter what you go to confession for. You can go to confession because you're just a butt. And you may go to confession just because, you know, you like to yell and scream and, and be argumentative. But, boy, when you walk out of that confessional, don't you feel good? Oh, my God, yes. You know, you, you, yes. you just like, it's like you go in. Oh, wait, off yeah, your shoulders. You feel like you weigh 360 pounds. When you walk out, you think you weigh 165. You know, you know, you know what's scary. What's 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 scary? What's kind of funny in a way, I guess, is you go in there and you and I and most of us that are around the Knights of Columbus and know brother Knights that are in the Knights of Columbus and know the young priest. And you go in there and he, Father so and so, is going to hear your confession. And you know, you go in there and basically you open up. The bottom line is he's bound by the seal of confession. He can't say anything. No. He might say something to you to help you along your way and get better, but by the seal of confession, he can't. Now, he's going to keep that. He'll carry that to his grave. But it's like, wait a minute. I, do I want to go to Father Sowers? You know? <laughs> and we yeah. all do it. We oh, all yeah. do yeah. it. I think, uh, I think one of the things is it, it depends, too, on how much interaction you have. Oh, sure. You know, with your, with your local priest or any priest. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, 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 uh, it would be kind of tough, and I'm going to use Father Sawicki as an example only because I know Father Sawicki. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a great priest, and we work with him with Quo Vadis days. Yeah. Well, you know, it would be kind of tough if you sit there and in your mind you're thinking, boy, Father Sawicki, what he's asking me to do for Quo Vadis days is stupid. Well, I don't know if I'd want to go to Father Sawicki <laughs> and confess that. So no, no, no. I think I'd rather go to Father Rosman and say, you know what, Father, I, I you know, I was, Father Sawicki told me this, and uh, man, I just didn't agree with it, you know, and it got to the point where I'm thinking, oh, man, you know, yeah. so I, I think there's always that. Oh, yeah. You know, but you, you, know, do, you, you it, don't want to do what he asks because yeah. of the Roman collar yeah. and because we know him and what he stands right. for. Right, and yeah. you don't want to make it, um, you don't want him to have to hear something that, and I know he wouldn't hold it against you because that's not what our priests do. No. He's acting in the place of Jesus. He's the conduit Yes. from, you know, from our world to, to the next. And uh, But it, it's just something you just, as a person, you have that thing, you don't want to do that. You no. know, um, what was the old cartoon? Yeah. I forget what the cartoon character was. It was like, if I do it, I get a whipping. <laughs> yes. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. We were kids. Yeah. Well, I, I just saw one to, uh, the other day on Facebook, and I, 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 I don't know which priest to attribute it to. It was either Father Marco or Father Du Bois, but it had a picture, and, and, and uh, it was an individual going up to the uh, uh, St. Peter. At okay. the pearly gates. He's kind of like, uh, I guess he'd be like a comedian or something. He's looking at St. Peter, and St. Peter said, Yes, it was blasphemy, but boy, it sure was funny. So I, and, I, and I think that's, uh, I, I that's kind of how life is. You know, we make mistakes. We do things that are stupid. And, uh, but in the long run, we're forgiven.
Yeah. And that's the important thing is that we are forgiven. Very loving and forgiving God we have. Yeah, we're lucky. We really are. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it was like, you know, before Jesus and even during the time of Jesus. You know, if you did this, whoo, you're condemned. Whoo, if you did this, you're condemned. And now it's, if you do this, you the, through the mercy of God, it's okay. You know, it's not good, but yeah. it's okay. You can't, you are saved. You are redeemed because well, it was like, God uh, gave his only begotten son to Lot's us. Lot's wife. Mm-hmm. They told her not to turn around and look back or you'd be turned into a pillar of salt. You yeah. know, get back to what I said a minute ago. If you do it, I get a whipping. She turned around, she looked, she's a pillar of salt. I'm yeah. glad that doesn't happen today. No. Because yeah. <laughs> there'd be a lot of pillars of salt. Oh, holes. man. I mean, you'd be banging into salt people all the time. Or you might be one of them and people <laughs> banging into you. So, well, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. We wouldn't have to put salt and anise get in the roads. That's true. Well, everybody's <laughs> blood pressure would be higher, though, because they'd be getting all this extra salt. Oh, my God, mm. yes. Uh, we, yeah, we kid, we, and we laugh about this. But the reality, this is the world we live in. Mm. So, you know, if you remember the Knights of Columbus, if you, you're going to church on a regular basis, regardless of denomination, the important thing is that you go. Yeah. You know, as Catholics... You know, yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's all religions. Uh, I, I don't care if you, you know, if you're uh, Islam or if you're uh, a Protestant religion from the Christianity, or, or you're Jewish, or you're Hindu, or you're Buddhist. Um, we're all in this together. Yep. And we all know that there is a supreme being. However, we choose to yeah, worship that call, supreme how, being is just the way it, it is. Sure. I mean, that's one of the things that always got me. Where you know, it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Arab or, or Christian. It's the God of Abraham. Amen. I mean, that, that's, that's where it flows Amen. down. I don't care how you flow out. The promises were made, and then they were, the word was finally fulfilled with Jesus. Yes. And then other religions may not believe the word was fulfilled. But the bottom line is God is God. You know, I think we're lucky because we have the uh, Christians have the ability to know that Jesus was the Savior. Jesus was the Messiah, and he came here for us. And you know and what? That's kind of neat. He, he, he didn't give us a lot of rules. He gave us ten rules. I yep. call the commandments. As long as you keep them, you're yeah. good. Yeah, and, you know, Alexis was just talking about this the other day from something that uh, Pope Benedict uh, had had uh, written about the Ten Commandments, the guidelines for life. Sure. That, uh, that, that's what it is. But even Jesus condensed them even further, you know, when he went and said, you know, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself and uh, love God with your whole heart. Those are the two most important. And if you really think about it, if we really and truly treated our neighbor like we want to be treated or as we treat ourselves, sure, there is no hassle. You know, there really and truly isn't, but we don't. You know, and that's that's where the commandments come in because they they they're a little bit plainer language. Yeah, thou, thou shall not kill. Okay, makes it kind of easy. But uh, I I don't know. I uh, you know we're getting up toward Lent, and uh, you know it's going to hit us quick. I mean, this is really fast. I mean, we just we just got done with Advent. We went into the Christmas well, you season, know what? A- and now Ash we're Wednesday getting it. starts, I believe, the 22nd yeah, of next 22nd month. Yeah, 22nd of February. February. And, so, uh, yeah. and, and it's going to we'll slow things down. Fish fries, not to get off topic. Yes. Yeah. We do that because everybody else counsels will be doing fish fries or pancake breakfast or whatever through the, the six weeks of Well, life. that just shows you that even during times of uh, sorrow and reflection, there's also times of good food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you have to think well, you, about you have that. To, you have to eat and keep yourself healthy. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of the way it works. We uh, About uh, two minutes or so, Michael, any final thoughts? Well, uh, 
Yeah, one thing. Uh, we have a new resolution, and I should bring this up. There's a resolution that we're going to do to actually be bring uh, fairness and equality to the selection of knights who attend the Supreme Convention, Convention from the jurisdiction of Pennsylvania. So I would suggest that all my brother knights, especially the grand knights, and all the councils, you know, really think about uh, jumping on this resolution. I think it's fair and equitable. It uh, it treats all regions equally, which in the past or even today we are not treated equally. So it's a good thing to do. And uh, take a look at the resolution. Uh, the one thing that's really nice, and this is the nicest thing about a resolution, you have 66, like roughly 66 councils in the Diocese of Harrisburg. All 66 can put up that same resolution. Mm-hmm. And I can guarantee you if it does, it makes a difference because when the resolution committee and everybody sits down and the state officers look at this, it's one thing when you have one council putting up a resolution, but when you have 66 councils putting up the same resolution, then you know you have a problem Mm -hmm. and it should be addressed. And like I said, um, the chapter meeting is coming up at the end of March. Uh, I was mistaken, and boy, can you get jumped on. I thought it was going to be held on in Altoona, Johnstown. And they says, no, it's at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. So oh. I felt like a fool, and I, oh, took, no. I took my lumps. I took my lumps as well. I should have. But uh, it's going to be here, and it's imperative that uh, every Grand Night attend this. And, uh, and when the state convention is so close, I mean, you can walk to the state convention. It's in Harrisburg. It's, it's at the Hilton on the square. Yes, it is. And of you can yes. walk right over there. You can join, get in there, vote on uh, Saturday. It'll be Saturday afternoon is when they'll do the voting and be there and uh, support the resolution. And on that note, along with Mikey Kubik, I'm Joe Murphy. Stay safe out there. God bless. <laughs>